Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from California, and now I'm living in beautiful Wuhan, China, soon to be Beijing. And with me today is Alex. A very happy Alex welcoming Jason's return. I am from the Northeast part of China, and I'm speaking to Jason and every one of you in Beijing, China today. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Right before the show, we were talking about Alex and what amazing partner she is to. Yes, I want everybody to recognize She this. ran out between our recording <laughs> sessions to deliver a laptop to her loving boyfriend. That is an amazing thing that someone who really cares about someone else would do when they are exhausted and already working. And I wanted to talk about Chinese romance. Yes, let's do that. I'm get perplexed by this because if it was just one holiday after 10 years of living in China, I would be like, oh, okay, this is the Chinese Valentine's Day in which a <laughs> Chinese Valentine's Day is coming up called Qixi. Am I pronouncing that correct? Very good. I mean, Thank if you, you want to s- pronounce it even more Chinese, it's Qixi, but it's, I know that. Qixi. <laughs> very, very good, Jason. Uh, just copying you. Little, little gold star for you. Thank you. Um, or the double seventh festival. Double seventh. Seventh yeah. day of the seventh lunar month. Yes. Where I was starting was there are a ton of different Valentine's Day festivals, including Western Valentine's Day, which has been adopted by <laughs> Chinese. And that's like, I guess, International Valentine's Day. Yes. But China also has at least yeah. three other Valentine's Days. Is that right? I mean, I only know you're talking about the three Valentine's Day in China because a comedian friend actually talks about this because his wife is Chinese and he talks about how many Valentine's Days there are throughout the year <laughs> for him to celebrate and to, you know, show his love to his wife. I mean, yay, there's three Valentine's Days. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad you read the uh-huh. hint, Jason. So we have this one that's coming up right away, you know, in, in August, Chi Chi Festival, and it moves around on the uh, Gregorian calendar that's the international calendar of course. because it follows the chinese lunar calendar follows the month mm-hmm. for the seventh day of the seventh lunar month and so then it moves around a little bit like some holidays do um and there's also lantern festival yeah it's i guess the end of chinese new year sort of yes that kind of marks the official it's the last day to celebrate chinese new year mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a lot of chinese people and then there's i'm going to try to say this i, I don't know the tones shang festival <laughs> Double third <laughs> festival, which is originally to commemorate the yellow emperor, I guess. Yeah, that's rarely observed nowadays. Oh, oh, okay. So this is not a huge romantic festival that's celebrated. No, not really. This is on the TravelChinaGuide.com. <laughs> I know I came across that website as well. And they, a lot of what's saying is, is helpful, but it also could be <laughs> their research from somewhere else instead mm, of living mm. in China and knowing what people. This is the problem of living in the age of Wikipedia. Yeah, and you, that's the thing. <laughs> I know we're talking about something, we're talking about festivals and traditions. That should be fun, but I'm just, since we're talking about this, sometimes when you uh, come across things 
on the internet. It's not really what you think it is. And it might be true no. in the world of Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, 上世界, I've uh, only heard of it in textbooks when I was in school. This is an opportunity for Alama or whatever to start selling more stuff by popping up a new one. Probably. I mean, if, you, if we're trying to, I mean, all festivals, it's hard for any festival to escape the fate of being commercialized. Yay, so. we can sell more party favors. <laughs> yeah, but just, just in case, it is a festival that happens on the third day of the third month in the lunar calendar. I was going to bring up one more. Yeah. It's Singles Day. So I don't understand that huh? Singles Day is for single people? No, 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 no. This is November 11th, 1111. Yes, we call it double 11th. Double 11th. Oh, we really like doubles. I guess we like double 7th. We like the double double thirds. We like the double 11th, mm. except for... Double seventh and double thirds both have historical origins. Mm, They're actually, mm. you know, historical festivals that people used to celebrate, people used to observe. And the double eleventh, that was just a, that is a wonderful example of popular culture shaping mm. people's uh, behaviors and activities. We also have Wu Arling, right? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so that's now we're at five. If we count Shangsa, we're at five. Plus international about the six. So let's let's just really quickly recount what we got. Shangsa, which you say not doesn't really count, but we're just going to count it for the sake of having a long list. Qixi, which was the, the focus of our show today. The Lantern Festival or Yuan Xiao. Yeah. We've got the 11-11 and then oh my gosh, Wu Arling. Is that oh there's five. So we have I, five romantic days throughout the year in China. Okay. I don't want to I don't want to scare people <laughs> and make people think that we do nothing throughout the year. It's a very romantic country. <laughs> but we're a very romantic in a very, very different way than, you know, the the Western culture or the most of the world in general. So mm. I mean a, a lot of these festivals, I mean, we I don't know if we're gonna go through all of the origins of these festivals. Except for like Warling 520 and Double Eleven, that's that's something different. But for those are modern, yeah, popular culture. Yeah, but for Qixi or Double Seventh and Shangsi Double Double Thirds and um, a Lantern Festival, they all have origins in like ancient China in the history mm-hmm. where people are not, you know, there are a lot of rules and re- not regulations, rules and customs of how uh, women are more reserved and don't usually come out to socialize with people. And the stories vary from these three festivals but it's all kind of situation where it's centered around women and and younger girls who are kind of just learning to understand the romantic relationships they might have with other people so it's all related to that again warling 520 and double elevens very different story very different oh yeah Welcome to My Stories of Chinese Characters, Season 2. I'm Uncle Han Zi. This season, we will travel to different destinations and experience the different sceneries throughout the year. This season, we will taste delicious foods. Delicious, how sure. Feel the delicacy of Chinese silk. Uh, some people say that this is the world's first computer because each one of these is an instruction. And enjoy the local architectures. Yes, it's a big house. Chinese Guzhou. We will feel a sense of camaraderie on the slow train. And feel the excitement in the snowfields. Yes! 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 I'm Uncle Han Zi. This season, we will take you to see a different China from the perspective of Chinese characters. 
Meet us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast platforms, or on our website, radio.cgtn.com. You're listening to The Bridge. Instead of reading what I read online, could you tell us a little bit about Shishi Festival? The more popular understanding of Shishi Festival is that, you know, we all heard this traditional fairy tale story that there is a fairy, daughter of the heavens mm-hmm. uh, emperor, fell in love with an ox herd. And the the daughter of the fairy was mm-hmm. a weaver girl. You know, she, she weaves and she makes like fabrics and stuff. And then she fell in love with an ox herd. Mm-hmm. How the her mom was not approved of the the relationship so she pulled out her hairpin she stroked it across the sky and that became the galaxy what we call the silver it's also called the silver belts that separates them from meeting each other but then the birds wanted wanted to help them meet so they become whoa, 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 whoa. I was so confused i know <laughs> so this lady this this goddess princess mm-hmm. of god or, or of, a, of a god yeah. she she fell in love with a herder of oxen yes and then to be punished or to prevent their romance her father created the milky way or the, what, what did you call it? the silver her mother her, her mother, mother the, her mother yeah. created the silver river you call it the silver river or the J belts the different ways people the jade yeah. belt so the galaxy yeah this is the milky way galaxy yes it's like a blocking mechanism to prevent her and him from being in love to even meet each other to even see each other so they kind of you, just... you were at birds i was just trying to make sure i understood yeah and then the birds there that wanted to help so they formed a bridge of birds of uh, what do you call those birds mm-hmm. they they fly over together form a bridge mm-hmm. on this day on the seventh day day of the seventh month Mm. to help them meet each other so they can walk across that bird bridge and meet each other once a year and that's why that's the popular belief of how tc became now it's like more of a commercialized chinese valentine's day and if you talk about chinese valentine's day i know we're talking about five different options <laughs> but the double seventh festival is probably the only one that's more legit and more popular compared with other options uh, so okay let me slow down yeah. the story is about a bridge of magpies that reach through the milky way to heaven so that this princess <laughs> can meet her oxen herding uh, boyfriend. This year, it's going to be August 4th, no. 2022. Yes. It reminds me of our story that we actually started with. Because you say that you and your uh, boyfriend met halfway. Aww, <laughs> between. Yeah. So, you know, it's almost like you just replicated the story a little bit. I guess I did. Uh, Except he has no He oxen. is a Taurus, so that counts. <laughs> Wait, he has a Ford Taurus, like the car? No, he is a Taurus. Oh, he is a Taurus. Oh, we're getting closer. So what are some of the things that people do? It's just like uh, flowers in a movie or is there like a very specific traditional kind of romance associated with it? So that's why I said the story was a popular belief of what the origin is for the mm, festival. Mm, mm. The festival itself actually comes from on the same day. Cici was one of the names for this festival. It's also known as Qiqiaojie or Nuerjie. Qiqiao is the like... The day of the girl? Yeah, Qiqiao. Girl day? Kind of like day for the girls to... 
because xiqiao, which is back in the days, it was more popular. It means, for lack of a better translation, it means begging for craftiness. Uh. Like, you know how girls in, in the old days, like thousands of years ago, they need to be really good at weaving, making uh, different kind of just like, crafts and it's stuff. It's like Napoleon Dynamite. When Napoleon Dynamite's like <laughs> girls, like guys with skills. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that's the day when girls kind of get together. That's like a social day for girls. And they get together. They do all kinds of activities. They read poems. They they do kind of like sewing or embroidery or whatever they, they could. Begging for this goddess that represents this day uh, to give them good crafty skills. And so that, mm. you know, they could be because that back in the back in the old days, that marks their status or mark their status. Oh, you, you, know. you will make a great wife. You can weave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it used to be it's like social day for girls. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you do all kinds of fun stuff. It's like nowadays when we get together, my friend just texted me. She said, I, I bought a whole lot of paint. Let's paint together. I was like, OK, that sounds like a joke to me. But yeah, sure. Why not? Because I can't paint <laughs> for the life. Anyway, it's fun. That's sort of the the origin of what it is. But throughout the mm. years, you know, the story always kind of prevails because it symbols the the loving tradition uh, and people long for that kind of commitment. Mm. It's not luck, but when other people recognize the true love you have between you and your partner, good things will happen, even if there's a milky way that is in front of you that you can't cross. Mm. So mm. I guess it came to mainstream pulp like popular culture um, in the recent decades, especially in the past decades, I feel there are more and more people, like you said, there's more promotional activities going on with all of these mm-hmm. big e-com platforms and the restaurants are hard to book a table at on that day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing in a weird and funny way. It's kind of like, oh, wait, you have a Valentine's Day on February 14th, but it's kind of foreign, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like we want something that's our own. Oh, this is the day. I'm just thinking like if I was a commercial person I wanted to sell stuff I would like sell magpie dolls you know little stuffed birds yeah they probably already exist (laughs) so it's typically flowers flowers dates same kind of other presents the ways to celebrate are not that drastically different from how they would celebrate Valentine's Day but the idea is still different for me I'm like I know that Valentine's Day is kind of a big deal like the the western Valentine's Day is kind of a big deal for everybody because it's been observed for a long time and it's kind of worldwide or in Mm -hmm, in a lot mm -hmm. more countries but when i'm celebrating like my boyfriend is not chinese i'm like if you like you're in china you're dating a chinese woman (laughs) you need you need to celebrate chinese valentine's day with me that shows your commitment Mm -hmm, that shows mm -hmm. that you care about my culture i don't know we my wife and i we go out like uh, once a week kind of we we call it like our you know weekly date or date night kind of thing i guess Mm -hmm. that's what middle-aged people do you know we have date night so that we make sure that our uh, dating is regulated enough that it, we don't accidentally miss it. Yeah. But, so we always try to go out to new places and stuff. We're also very practical. My, I feel like my wife is also very practical, much like me. So if it's like, oh gosh, all the restaurants are going to be booked and we'll just go out tomorrow. It's like, let's just play Mario Kart. You know, <laughs> I, maybe I'm not a very romantic person. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, as I'm thinking about this, I'll try. I'll try. You know what, Alex? I'm going to try to do my best this year. I know it's the thought it's the thought that counts and I I I am telling you that she would love if you she would love it if you could honor that day of her culture that celebrates love which is very different from how 
the rest of the world thinks about love or how a lot of major Western cultures think about love. She will appreciate it. Hey, you know what? I just got a great idea. I'm going to learn how to fold a bird out of paper. Boom, done. You, if you hands, hand, oh my hands God. wiped. If you did that <laughs> for your wife on TC on Chinese Valentine's Day, I would love for you to make a vlog <laughs> um, and uh, post it on the website so our listeners could see the reaction of summer. <laughs> you know, be like, hey, love, this is this is my gift for you for the Chinese Valentine's Day. She, like I said, she is a very practical, busy lady. She'll probably just be like, oh, that's cool. Thank you. And just put it down and go back to whatever she was doing. <laughs> I want to talk about shopping a little bit. So I know that some of these holidays, and I'm not always sure which ones, like Double Eleven definitely are these big shopping days where you get massive discounts online and you go to like JD and Taobao and all these big, you know, Chinese Amazon equivalent websites and, you know, billions of dollars get spent. Or I guess Mm. we should say billions of yuan or RMB get spent. Yeah. Like it's it's billions of of dollars as well. (laughs) My question is this about because this is a romantic day, but I always feel like these shopping days that are built around um, romantic days don't have to be like flowers or teddy bears or chocolates. They could just be like, I need a new iPad right now. Mm. And this is the opportunity to get a disc. Am I wrong? Um, I don't know, Jason. It's uh, like the whole idea about making this a, a shopping festival. Mm. This is my mm. guest mm. theory of the whole thing. You know how these festivals are for mm. couples. Mm. People have made them out to be about couples. Mm-hmm. But. There are single people out there as well. Oh, no. And you need to include them <laughs> one way or uh, another. Uh, <laughs> you need to make sure. Hey, you may or may not have love, but promotions don't discriminate. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. You should you, you should sell that to Taobao. And that could be like on the page that day. <laughs> yeah, I am a genius for copywriting. I'm just saying this. This is going to make everybody wants to even purchase a more. That should be in your routine. Just every day think of something to write copies <laughs> for. I, love, I would love that. So there are discounts across the board for all kinds of stuff. What are we talking about? We're talking about 5%. We're talking about 10%. What kind of deals do... It's always reported. Like if you're reading like, you know, the China Daily or the Global Times, they actually report how many sales is so important nationally were happened on these Uh days. So what kind of discounts do people actually get that drive sales up so dramatically? If I say anything, Jason, would you believe me? I'm going to try. You know, why don't you just take a guess? And if you're wrong, it doesn't really matter because I can't read Chinese well enough to go on Taobao and tell what the discount is. It really is on anything. And the sum of discounts could be really, really steep. Mm. You will have, you will see. I mean, it's not like cross Mm, platform, mm. but you will see like 90% off. Wow. Really? So, wow, that's amazing. I actually, I need to learn to read Chinese now. I know that people talk about, (laughs) oh, you know, these uh, vendors, they just bring up the price first and then they lower it. But nowadays you have, there are a lot of mechanisms in place to protect customers from that. So you still like on these Mm, days, mm, mm, I know mm. we're supposed to talk about how loving or romantic these days are, but (laughs) instead we're giving shopping tips. Uh, You can still (laughs) get really, really good deals if you want something like that 
that's a large uh, home, large piece of furniture, home appliance, like electronic device or like a, a makeup mm-hmm. set that you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. You might want to start get on the lookout and see if they're going to do a nice sale on that day. So you can find out what the discounts are the day before so that at like midnight or whatever time you could just jump on and start buying stuff. Is that right? Oh, the way that this is done has evolved so much to a point I've given oh. up on participating because <laughs> there's like there's pre-sale like half a month before the actual wow, day. Wow. There's a pre-sale and you put place your order and you pay a little bit of a kind of a deposit or something. And then when the day comes, because a lot of people want to get it, a lot of people want to get this deal. And for whatever crazy rules they have, like some people get it, some people don't, but everybody had to put down the deposit. If you didn't get it, then they return the deposit Mm. or something. I don't really know. And then I have people, I have friends who actually calculate like how much money they could save. And even if they didn't get this, will they get other things? Like it's become, and I was like, now this has become a little bit like a math test, which I'm not very good at. Like I'm not very good at math. So (laughs) you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't want to participate. I'll, I'll leave it to my boyfriend even if he just buys me just a box of chocolate i'd be like okay oh yeah situated along the ancient silk road where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world it's where the east and west interacted and where the world's largest buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today a place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Dunhuang, a place born in legends. Buckle up for our new podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe to the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. Why We Love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. You're listening to The Bridge. I want to back up and talk about, you know, romance, I guess, and consumerism a little bit from a different angle. Mm. Sometimes in the West, you get like people, like we were talking about folding paper magpie. So are there uh, boys or girls, you know, men or women who write poetry to each other as opposed to just buying stuff or make something I'm sure people do just... But it's not well known. (laughs) It's not popular. There's a very famous Chinese actor. You know, they're a married couple. They went on this Chinese reality show. They're traveling together and separately with their husband. So they kind of create... It gives creates a journey for them. And they spend time with the person and away from the person to kind of reflect on their relationship. And that's a couple that I know that have a high profile. Like the, Mm. the guy writes poems. That's just who he is. And he writes poems to his wife and like they read a couple of the poems that he wrote Mm. on the show and it was it was very moving I've always loved that but I don't know anyone in my real life who would do that 
to uh, each other. To each other <laughs> instead of for. For each other. <laughs> let me read you a poem. <laughs> Come here, let me read you a poem. You know, when I was first courting my uh, wife, I did do the traditional kind of poetry and drawings of her and stuff. Mm. None of my drawings were like art. You couldn't frame them and put them up with. Actually, I think her mom said Mm. it looks like a cartoon, but I was trying to make it look like photorealism. You know, I was trying to be that guy who was writing poetry. Eventually, I stopped doing that because I won the prize of like she became my lady. But then so I stopped writing poetry and there was a year or two where she would always. Why don't you write poems for me anymore? So if you're going to start that way, it seems like you have to stick with that. So, uh, yeah, now it's more like uh, I got you flowers (laughs) because it's so much easier. Honestly, you just like invest some money on the way home from work or whatever. And you're done as a woman (laughs) or not. I don't want to represent anybody as a person person in a romantic relationship. I understand what you're saying. But also at the same time, I was like, you know what? You know what I want? I want a nice gift. I do. Because I love the headphones that he got me, right? Electronic electronic devices, trendy stuff. Mm. But I also want you to put some hearts and energy and thinking into preparing something that's very, very meaningful, like Mm. writing a poem or something. Mm. He did. He did read because he didn't know any Chinese poems. He did read um, a, a poem from Saul Williams. When we first met, and that was very, that was very touching. But that was mm. hasn't happened again recently. My my wife has been. Let me try to tell the entire story. My wife started becoming interested in the idea of playing video games about a year and a half ago. So she kept asking me, mm-hmm. "Can we buy a video game system?" So we have a couple of video professional video game friends. One of them came on the show, Pat, who's currently in New York City, I believe, and uh, he is a professionally in the video game industry. Yeah. So we, I asked him, "Oh, my wife wants a Switch." And he was like, oh, don't buy one. Wait until, wait a year and then buy it because the graphics card's going to be updated. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I let her know, oh, we're not going to buy one right now. Yeah. And she's like, oh no. But like <laughs> rec- recently we were on a date, one of our date night dates, and we were in uh, Jianghan Walking Street, which I know, I know, I bring it up way too much. The representative, yes. the, the ambassador spokesperson of Jianghan Walking Street. Thank you, Wuhan. Thank you. Uh, so we were walking along the street. There's a new mall that opened with a me store. So she has to stop, right? Yeah. She loves technology stuff. So she's like looking at all the new phones. And the mall is also just freshly opened. So we go into the mall and on the eighth floor, I want to say, of this new mall, because there's several mm-hmm. malls on this walking street, yeah. there is actually like this huge uh, play area. So you pay, we paid 140 RMB for four hours for both of us. It has a yeah. bowling alley with like five lanes. It has five or six pool tables. It has, what are those, table football? I don't know what that's called. You know, the, the you imagine that bunch of college frat kids have one in their house. <laughs> um, they have like video game systems. They have archery, all the stuff inside. You know, we started bowling, but actually I had hurt my neck recently. I was like, oh, we have to stop. But uh, we went to play video games and there's a switch there. Mm. So, of course, she's like, we should buy a switch. So on next date night, which was a week ago, we actually did Uh go to a QQ store. Did you know QQ has its own stores? What? No, I did not know that. 
What do you do? They were selling dolls and video games and, you know, cool, cute kind of things. It was very niche, but it was very cool. Actually, a great store. And we went into the mall and we went, found this place and we got one. We finally got a Switch and now we have a game called Mario Party. Oh, my and God. Oh, wait, is it a Mario Kart? No. It has a few different games inside, but we're playing it we're like together. And so each day when I get off work, if I have time, we play together for about 45 minutes before, you know, I have to like mm-hmm. do more work and go to bed. Yeah, she really loves it. You know, we didn't. I didn't get it for Chi Festival or for Valentine's Day or for whatever. But I got her what she wanted, and she is elated. <laughs> and you should see her face of when she's playing video games. That's the happiest I usually see her lately. Oh, I would. Then she will get along very well with Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll see when you guys move to Beijing. It it's will, a four-player game. Oh my god! I, did you know? No, I did not know that. Yeah, like, if we, if I, I don't know how that works. I think maybe we have to have two switches. I'm not sure. We do have two switches. Yeah, so. exactly. So. Sorry, we're planning parties, but <laughs> we could. No, that's. A, I think she was really happy because you <laughs> heard her, like you, you listened to what she was saying, and then for. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a, a relationship expert, which is actually a really interesting industry that is booming right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Hashtag show ideas for the future. <laughs> it's it's not like couple therapy or what you know, kind of clinical action in the states. It's actually you know people just offering general advice on how you should look at a uh, relationship and be like a wholesome person in it mm, whatever so mm. there's a lot of people that are doing that and helping people caring for um, the other person's feelings seems like a kind of basic yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's so ba- it's such a basic idea but really a lot of people don't understand like oh why is she not happy <laughs> i think someone was really happy happy because you heard what she wanted to get and then you actually went out of your way to consult your friend who's an expert even if you didn't know what to do uh or you didn't have the best idea of when and what to buy so that's the thing and i i think as a, a fellow chinese woman i can relate to why that was so much more of a precious moment for us because the the way i don't know i think you, uh, we could both maybe share our ideas and stories about how romance like romance is looked at and perceived like is perceived differently mm. in in two cultures or in just east and west in general because i remember i remember i had a couple of conversations when i was in college with uh with exchange students from the U.S. and Canada, and they just didn't understand. They didn't understand a lot of things about like mm. how Chinese women. They were like, "Why do you not talk to each other at bars and like you know when you go out or <laughs> you know why don't you just talk to strangers?" And then like, "How do you do? How do you guys date?" And I was like, "We don't really date. We kind of just try to." test each other's we test our hearts and see if the, the our hearts want to be together and i would look at this person's integrity his uh personality and if it all passes and he feels the same about me then he'll be like oh do you want to do you want to be my girlfriend do you want to be my boyfriend and then we start our relationship and then you have dates mm-hmm. within your relationship like we didn't have dates before we established that we're boyfriend and girlfriend yeah it is actually really complicated and different a lot of i feel like there's a lot of people meet through groups of people so like this person is in your social network whereas in in like america there's a lot of like online just random blind date kind of stuff or like people introduce each other deliberately to try to hook each other up it feels a lot more like oh we're in the same social network and i've seen him or her around and like okay and then it sort of just like grows Mm. more naturally or something yeah oh yeah a million a billion or maybe a gazillion years ago a giant split open an egg then came the lady giant 
who made people, and Mr. Curious, the botanist, Mr. Handyman, the Baron on the Tree. This is our new season of Chinese folk tales, and we will explore the ancient mystical world together. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You're listening to the Bridge. Listening to you, Alex, is always stimulating for me because I think of three things to say for every time you go off. I actually have to take notes so I can remember all the things that you spark off. Okay. But um, one of the things is, you know, in terms of like how you meet and then how it works out is I have a friend. He's a foreigner and he's dating a very uh, well-to-do Chinese lady. Mm-hmm. And apparently her mom is like, no, like this guy does not meet my standards. He <laughs> I'm not going to mention his name or how I know him because I don't want to embarrass him in case he listens to the show. But like the it's like a straight up. No, um, this guy is not going to be part of our family. So she's continuing to date him, even though her mom does not approve. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit because, <laughs> you know, in the old American like culture, mm. 50 years ago, you go and you ask dad's permission. Is it OK? And then you need the family's approval. But like in America today, you just just tell your mom and dad, oh, I met someone. We're engaged now, practically, <laughs> you know, yeah. like may- maybe in some families. I, you definitely don't go and seek approval in the majority of families in America. Obviously, Chinese families are different, so it's not going to be the same. But what kind of general rules are there about like parental approval? When you meet the parents, I mean, things are a lot more relaxed now. A lot of parents are more understanding of how the younger generation looks at their relationship uh, and the way the different ways they get about their relationship so they're more understanding but still when you do bring your boyfriend or girlfriend regardless of how fear how how serious you guys think you are at the moment if you bring your partner romantic partner to your parents it means that you know at least this person is a very stable part of my life for the time being mm. first off there's no way that we're gonna bring the person to our parents when mm-hmm, we first mm-hmm, meet like a mm-hmm. couple days after we meet no way we're not gonna bring them uh to our parents you're, you're screening them first (laughs) of course because i'm not gonna it's like it's kind of like my parents are going to judge me through the person that i pick so i need to show Mm. that this person is is at least a seven or an eight (laughs) they don't just presentable throw their feet up on the table with their shoes on and start smoking a cigarette hey what's up mom (laughs) Uh, yeah like (laughs) lifting up their shirts up and when you meet the parents regardless of whether you're you know whether you guys are an interracial couple or a you're from the same culture the first thing and the most important thing that the parents expect which is also is a very important criterion for the for the parents to to look at whether this is a suitable choice for our kid Mm -hmm. like son or daughter whatever Mm -hmm. is that whether this person is respectful like you Mm, need to show mm. kind of the utmost respect that you can think of you know you need you want to show that i'm going to be a good addition to your child's life in general Mm -hmm. i will respect your parents i will help them to house chores i'll bring gifts i'll make sure that i pay i'm gonna 
pass this on to my friend. Maybe some of this advice will actually help. Yes, please. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, it's different days and age. It's it's different. I'm like, some things don't change. If you don't think that we carry a lot of the stuff, a lot of the DNAs from the genes of our ancestors, then it's you're little, you're being a little, just a tiny little naive. Mm. I think your love has been your love life. You're like the person you are going to spend the rest of your life with for a lot of Chinese families are like it's a part of you it's not just a separate mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of your life like you you guys really kind of just combine and merge so your family wants to make sure that it's a sound choice <laughs> switch gears a little bit because I want to ask about there are other days that are important in romance, not just uh, particular festivals, which, you know, mm. I am going to take your advice and try to do Chishi Festival better this year. Oh, before I before I mention that, yeah. I should mention different note. It was Wu Arling and I was on the way home. So this is uh, for people who don't understand that this May 20th. It sounds like I love <laughs> you a little bit in Chinese. I will say it and you're all going to learn it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I love you in Chinese is Wu I need. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then May 20th, like 520th is Wu Arling. So it's a little, it's a little bit far off, but <laughs> there's a similar sound. So that became a more contemporary romantic holiday. You know how that came around? I do not. I do not. Please tell us. In the days before smartphones, when we we're just texting each other on the Nokia or the Motorola. Mo- oh my God, that brand. Motor- Motorola? Is that what they're called? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't heard their name for so long. I forgot. Mm. In the days of those really narrow screen, green backgrounds, green light screen text days remember remember those days right yeah 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 i I remember that and you know a lot of people it's not that every kid had a phone and when they did back then there's no screen protection passcode there's no within the app texting if you get a text message people see the text message if they're hovering over you and so a lot of kids for the purpose of faster typing convenience and maybe even a little bit of like encrypting Ah. their message and so that their parents don't know or other people don't see so kind of blatantly what it is just out there saying I love you what I need because uh, we don't say that that much honestly Chinese people mm-hmm. tend to not say that um, so people text Arling kind of as a code language for I love you wow yeah for what I need that's how it became thank you I'm gonna k- carry that with me so I was on my way home actually I was reminded by a co-worker that hey oh today's 520 and I was like oh okay no problem I'll take care of this so I was on the way home and there's the florist that you know everyone knows there's tons of florists in every country I think and I, I found the florist went in I was like ah I'd like these they're like they're sold I was like this one no they're sold and I was like every bouquet every set of flowers was already sold out so uh not just the restaurants like on these holidays like the florists are sold out too so I I can't remember I did bring something home but mm-hmm. I think I stopped at like the convenience store and like just bought like some random chocolates Mm. It was like, okay, these chocolates are the fanciest chocolates that this convenience store has. This will pass. But I brought something. Uh-huh. I brought something. I mean, it, yeah. it's better than nothing. It's always, that's always, that's my yeah. bottom line. It's, it's anything is better than nothing. So my question before I got sidetracked was going to be, you know, obviously weddings are a big day. And in China, we have two kind of marriages. So you have the day you get your red book. Yes. And then you have your ceremonial mm-hmm. marriage. 
And in America, I think it's most of the time the same day. So you get like you're getting your ceremony. You also get you sign the paperwork that you're married. So could you explain the difference for our listeners? What is a red book marriage and why can it precede a ceremonial marriage by even months potentially? The red book that we're talking about is actually your your marriage license, which means legally you're recognized as a married couple. Mm. Most people do that before they do the big reception as a establishing your relationship as a married couple socially. So there are kind of two steps, mm. one to legally become married couple and one to socially become couple so that everybody knows that we're married now. If you're thinking about mm. something else, stop it. You know, <laughs> he's mine. She's mine now. <laughs> the registration can be mm. done. I think you sign up a couple of days before or you book a date to go register. Um, and when you go there, they're going to take mm. kind of not silly. It's kind of cute, actually. The photo of you guys holding the marriage license in front of you sometimes under a clock yeah yeah and then uh, it's it's red background um and everything a lot of people don't do the not a lot but some people start not to do the big reception wow really yeah a lot of them couldn't do it because of like recent uh. covid regulations and they're like you know what we just don't have to do it right now because the only thing that'll guarantee and protect your right as a married person is the the red book mm. at a day you go to the government office and to get registered as married couple that protects your right oh yeah Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour brings you an hour of comprehensive news and information from both China, China, and the rest of the world. Rest of the world. A mix of news, sports, and entertainment. In-depth analysis of the day's big stories, as well as the most comprehensive business of the day. The Beijing Hour. The Beijing Hour. Your very own window to China and the rest of the world. You're listening to the bridge. This was a kind of a jumping-off point for me because my real question is: Are engagements? A big deal in China because in the United States you have all these different ways. So they hide it inside of a champagne glass, or they have like a balloon fly over a stadium. Bad, bad idea. Or, yeah, they have all kinds of different like super elaborate uh, things that people think are very original ways to try to turn their engagement into like a, a big deal in some kind of way. And my question is: Is getting engaged like a big deal in China? What is you know what are some of the kind of stereotypes around uh, what how People get engaged in China. You know, from what I understood or what I've seen in my entire life, the engagement didn't become a thing until recent years when, like, you know, the internet became、mm. internet exposed everybody to the world、so mm. and brought the world to everybody's eye. And you see that it's a big moment, and you get on on one knee, and 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 you have to you get an engagement ring, and then after that you get a wedding. Band. Yeah, yeah. It's actually different. People do different things. So some people do one ring for the engagement, one ring for the marriage. Some people do a band for the engagement, and then the rest of the ring for the the marriage. And some people just do one ring for both. And some people don't have an engagement ring, and they just go to wedding rings. So very different couples have very different habits. 
Yeah. In China, ring wearing wasn't even so much of a tradition. Like mm. most people in my parents' generations don't wear wedding rings. My mom wear rings for like decoration. Like she likes to, mm. she's like, oh, this, this mm. little jade mm. ring looks really good. Let me put it on my finger. And she'll put it on whichever finger that makes her look good. So engagement wasn't a thing until our generation of people kind of grew up and we started doing um, engagements. And there, of course, they picked up the flash mob engagement proposal. Flash mob. Wow. So you're talking about dozens of people. Yeah. It's sometimes it got really awkward because you guys never really talked about marriage before. <laughs> so this is, hey, this peer pressure scenario doesn't work for me, yeah, buddy. Peer pressure from everyone that you don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Miriam, Miriam. Um, for Chinese couples, like we just discussed, when you bring them to your parents, as your parents basically give them the nod saying this person is okay, you just go from there and you spend more and more time. Mm with each other's families after a set amount of time it, you're kind of your your parents or your family would sit you guys down and they would probably just very you know uh, uh subtly bring it up and say you know i think this day is going to be a good day if you want to go get uh the the registration the wedding registration interesting so wait if you just date long enough then you're automatically like gonna get married is that what you're saying how engagement works for a lot of people it's really that and then there are still people who date with the purpose with the, the end goal of of marrying um the person like they would go through a selection process mm-hmm. when two people meet in that process and think well i think we'll have a good life like living together being in a marriage together then they will go with that Mm. kind of the end post in mind Mm. so i did it because i was wondering Mm. about this personally because personally when i proposed in my heart it was like a huge deal and my wife to be at that time was just like okay cool For me, I was thinking about Chinese culture and civilization. And as a foreigner, for me, it's really cool and exotic. So I was thinking about the Palace Museum is the center of the universe, according to some like mythology. So I was like, okay, let's go to the center of the universe for this. So we were in the Palace Museum. We went to the uh, emperor's private garden. And I was like, this this is going to be great. And I was like, I pulled out the ring, which I actually had a friend carry from the United States for me from my mother. So it was my mother's engagement ring. So we're trying to create a family heirloom situation. So if we have kids, they could use the same ring, etc. I've got the ring polished and we updated the diamonds a little bit. So it was like all very nice. Put it in the box and I got down on one knee and she's like, yeah, sure. Cool. Oh, Which yeah, for sure. her, it was like, for her, it was like a nonchalant. Yeah, that sounds like good. You know, it's like, do you want to go to the movies? Yeah, that sounds fun. Do you want to get married? Yeah, sure. Cool. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was very nonchalant kind yeah, of. Yeah, she was just very cool about it. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to try to do this really well and stuff. Yeah. And all day I was beaming and she was just like, yeah, let's go here. I hear they have good, you know, food. <laughs> it's like, like nothing happened almost. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's what, that's something that I wanted to kind of just um um express maybe mm. because we are we're not reserved but we like the idea of moderation and holding back like we mm-hmm. well except for when we eat shaka we're very passionate but mm. for a lot of for a lot of other things we we don't tend <laughs> to express like 120 percent of how we feel we try to reserve it i don't know if you heard that poem mm-hmm. where we would say like mm-hmm. the lady is the most beautiful when she carries the pipa the in the instrument she plays and covers uh, half of her face it's the beauty of not knowing all of it mm. why the idea of chinese love sometimes is very different 
Mm. There's actually there's actually a poem. I don't know if you come across that poem about the Cici, about the Double Seven Festival. I have not. Could you enlighten us? Of course. I mean, I I actually did a poem reading con- competition when I was in college, and I won wow. the second place. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so for our Chinese listeners, be prepared for greatness. <laughs> I don't know if it's okay. I mean, it's I'll read it in Chinese as well because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. Even if you don't understand the language, I would love listen to the Chinese right? poem and try to appreciate it aesthetically without entirely understanding it. Okay, so it's about the Mugpie Bridge that I just told you mm-hmm. about, and it's it's a very famous poem about the day. And the poem goes: "先云弄巧，飞星传恨，银汉迢迢暗渡，金风玉露一相逢，便胜却人间无数。柔情似水，佳期如梦，忍顾鹊桥归路。两情若是久长时，又岂在朝朝。” Wow. Round of applause. Thank you. No, that was really very beautiful. I I don't think I understand anything. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll tell you. (laughs) So it's one of the really famous uh, love poems. And there's, there's of course, a lot. And if you kind of just skim through the Chinese poems, they're mostly about how you want to hold Mm. hands of the other person and grow all together. How I will be by your side and go through mm. all of life's hardships uh, no matter what happens and then the goal when we get mm. married is to grow old together when our clothes can't even hold up but I will still be by your side and this poem is something that really resonates with what I said earlier like love is kind of something different and of course there's no the word love doesn't even come up but the most famous line in that poem is the last line it basically means I'm citing the one of the greatest translators in Chinese uh, current Chinese his uh, history, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Xu Yuanchong, who passed away last year. Wonderful, because we had to study him in school for our major. And the last line basically says, if love between both sides can last for I, mm. why need they stay together night and day? Basically, like, if we know that our love is lasting, we're so sure about this love. Do we really have to, like, why do we have to spend every moment together? Because we're so confident about our love. Once I start explaining it, lose this beauty. <laughs> 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 well, I like the idea of, you know, because I think this is something that's lost in the West. And I think a lot of our listeners understand this, that, you know, people get divorced like two, three times sometimes in their life. And divorce is has been on the rise for decades. And I can understand that there are reasons for some divorces, like there's a physical abuse or whatever going on or emotional abuse that's important to, you know, exit that unhealthy relationship. But I also, I feel romantic about the idea that real romance isn't about someone beautiful being beautiful with you and then if they like stop being beautiful or stop being easy to get along with you should just Mm. quit i think real love is about suffering a little bit and like growing old and you know enduring each other's uh presence (laughs) sometimes you know what i mean like it's about having a best friend that no matter what you're gonna you've committed to staying best friends and you're committed to the growth that you're gonna have together and even though you grow differently you still grow together differently being old and uh, hopefully you know very old together we talked about the story of the weaver girl or the fairy made and the the ox herd being separated for the, the longest time and the going meet once and people are like oh that's not the gr- that's not the greatest love story <laughs> you know like but what the what the poet is, was saying in this in this poem is <laughs> yeah and then they talk about you know the their happy date seems like a dream and can they really bear mm. 
mm. a separate homeward wig and they really bear being so far apart and they can't even mm. when the birds came together they can't even look back because it's so hard to think about that from now on they need to endure another year but then the poet is saying even with this kind of hardship you may think that is not a beautiful love story but if they really have the love in, the love in this heart this milky way in front of them it's nothing compared to that strong faith in their affection for each other wow yeah so like we have a lot of stuff <laughs> i think you encapsulated it because i felt moved oh did you have yes. goosebumps i'm not goose i'm not a goosebumpy person but i i do feel <laughs> something in my chest where some you know in the region of my heart and i did feel so that oh, wow. that's definitely oh that's very beautiful very very beautiful now i feel very accomplished yeah, because you told it in you spoke the poem out in chinese beautifully and then you successfully were able to convey the deeper meaning of it. That's really fantastic. Well done. I hope our listeners feel the same way. I hope you appreciate I hope our listeners appreciate you. Better appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dive into the sports world with Sideline Story, our weekly podcast that brings you the most up-to-date game analysis and news from the latest sports action. We didn't trouble the London side at all, but could argue they should have had a penalty. It's really difficult for a player at age of 39 to compete. I don't know what it is about Nadal, but when I see him play, I can feel his personality. Whether you are a die-hard supporter or an armchair fan, hop on and enjoy the ride. Subscribe to Sideline Story on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You're listening to The Bridge. I wanted to briefly talk about the people we're leaving out. So, oh, um, no. so around Christmas time <laughs> in the West, and this is a tragedy, some people, they <laughs> attempt to hurt themselves because this is the time for family and they don't have family. And so we're talking about all this romance and all these romantic holidays. Mm. How uh, do our single friends, our single associates, brothers and sisters, how do they cope with there being so much <laughs> romance in China so often? I will tell you that I don't know if this was uh, a popular idea, but a lot of people feel like Chinese people are serious. <laughs> After you hear these stories, I tell you um, about single people on these romantic holidays and about double 11th, mm. which is a singles day, you would think otherwise for sure. So in college, when I was in college from 2008 to 2012, because we're all in college and we didn't have, mm. none of us really had a relationship. We loved singles day. We're like, well, there's so many things we could do mm. on singles day. First off, the singles day, November 11th, mm -hmm. if you write mm -hmm. it out like numerically, one, one, it's one, 11, one. 11th, right? It's four so it's like, single people going out to hang out it's four sticks <laughs> and then what does 11 look like jason 11 looks like chopsticks okay I, so I thought of that but sure <laughs> that's why when we're in college every 11th 11th we go to the canteen the school canteen and we take one chopstick back to the dorm with us we don't really know what we're doing but we just like to take one chopstick <laughs> and then later on when uh the theater when you, you when you can start booking tickets on the like in theaters this is kind of it's like very mis mischievous of us. Mm. We mm. would buy tickets with one with one seat between each of us. Oh, <laughs> so that's so tricksy! Wow, <laughs> it's so mean, but it's it was just something that we used to do. Take that 
couples. I know. We're like, <laughs> you had your day. We're going to have our day. We don't care if we go to the theater and we we couldn't sit next to our friends. We just do. We'll make sure. <laughs> That's a great we'll gag. We'll make sure you gag. won't sit together. There was, so there's a lot of things like that that we did. There are more a little more vicious ones that, that, that for me, it's a little bit out of line that I don't like to do. I don't I don't approve yeah. of them. But people come up with all kinds of kinds of ways to <laughs> just take pride in mm-hmm. their singleness. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said earlier in the very beginning of the show, all of the e-commerce merchants make sure that the single people are not left out during these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I also I was always confused by November. Everyone always translated in English November 11th as Singles Day. And I was like, oh, this is this is for single people. And people are like, no, this is a romantic holiday. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> if it's called Singles Day, can't it be for single people? And people are like, no. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I mean, I'm happy to hear your story that the single people are getting vengeance on their romantic <laughs> associate. I think it's great. I think I love the it. single people should reclaim this day as exactly. their day. Be proud <laughs> yeah. of whatever status you have. You don't have to have a partner or you don't have to be single to prove anything as long as you're happy, as long as there's sales, just, just buy some stuff that makes you happy. Before our North American listeners, if you want to uh, rev up your romantic life instead of just celebrating Western Valentine's Day on August 4th this year, you can extend your yeah. romance and celebrate Chi Festival. It's almost more fun because it falls on a different day every year. Um, same with Shangsi and Lantern Festival. It, it all follows the lunar calendar. It's kind of like every year I have to think, ooh, which day does the Qixi Festival falls on the fall on this year? And one day I actually fell on my birthday because mm. mm, my birthday's around that time, sort of. You know, that's a whole other episode because sometimes Chinese people get two or three birthdays and I think we should do that. But, you know, <laughs> we are out of time. So please listen in to our next episode for more insights and be part of Bridging East and West. Thank you for your time, Alex. Thank you, Jason. And thank you all for joining us as always see you next time